What's up, divers? Welcome into the Deep Dive Fantasy Football Podcast, where I take a deep analytical look at fantasy football and combine it with a common sense approach to lead us to some titles. I'm your host, Brandon Gabor, and before we get started, remember you can follow me on my main platform being Twitter at Deep Dive FF, Instagram at Deep Dive Fantasy Football, YouTube at Deep Dive Fantasy Football, even TikTok at Deep Dive FF. And as always, check out the website, deepdivefantasyfootball.com. With that being said, let's get into the content. What is up, divers? Welcome into another episode of Deep Dive Fantasy Football. Today, we are going over the results from the NFL Draft, and I'm going to give you guys my Superflex tiered rankings for rookies in Dynasty. Um, so first we're going to go through each position. I'll give a little bit of thoughts and then I'll save some more thoughts for once we get into the actual rankings. But first let's touch on the quarterbacks. In the first round, we had Bryce Young go to the Panthers, CJ Stroud go to the Texans, and Anthony Richardson go to the Colts. That was cool to see because I projected all three of those. Everybody projected the Bryce Young. A lot of people moved off of Stroud to the Texans. I stayed put. And a lot of people thought, well, Levis, with all the smoke, was going to the Colts. I said Richardson. That ended up being right. So that was cool to hit three for three on those projections. The rest of my projections in the mock draft were <laughs> were garbage. But I'm pretty sure everybody's mock drafts were all over the place and horrible because this year was just very difficult. Very, very difficult to, to really project anything. And so Bryce Young to the Panthers, well, he doesn't have, like, super high rushing ability, which I actually already projected Bryce Young and posted my projections for Bryce Young. So if you want to go see those projections, go head up on Twitter, go on Instagram. You'll see that I posted my projection for him. I started my uh, my team-by-team projections. I'm, we're getting back to that this year, so I'm very excited. That's going to be the next episode that comes out very soon, so pay attention for that. Anyways, Bryce Young, he's not going to be running all crazy, right? He's probably going to be somewhere between like 200, 400 rushing yards as a quarterback. He's mainly going to stay in the pocket and use his legs to escape the pocket, keep his eyes downfield, and still throw the ball. They don't have any crazy playmakers right now in Carolina. We will get to somebody that they draft drafted um, a couple days ago, but they don't really have any crazy reliable like guys we know, no alpha wide receivers, nothing like that, no alpha tight ends. But He does have what we think is going to be a good coaching staff, and he's very good at seeing the field, reading the field. He's an accurate passer, so I think he's he's going to be pretty good for Carolina. As long as he can hold up physically, as long as he doesn't get broken down like Tua, then he'll be good. CJ Stroud to the Texans. He's more of your prototypical type of quarterback that you want in terms of size, and he's a very good, accurate, anticipatory type of thrower, places the ball where it needs to be. Once again, Houston does not have any alpha alphas in the room at all. I don't know what's going to happen with Brandon Cooks unless I'm just blanking right now and something did happen and I forgot, but they don't really have anybody there that's a true alpha either. Now, they have a pretty decent offensive line just like the Panthers, pretty decent run game, not as good as the Panthers. Panthers run game is definitely much better, but they have a decent run game. Hopefully, They can start grabbing some weapons for him. I wanted them to do so in the draft. They didn't, but we'll see what happens. CJ Stroud, I think, is going to be, you know, more of that, like, you only play him if you're in a super flex league, and he's more served as a QB3. 
you're not going to really want to play him. Bryce Young, you'll be more confident in playing him. I think he'll be a little bit better for fantasy. And then Anthony Richardson to the Colts. I don't know when he's going to start, but when he starts, he will be absolutely the best of all the rookie quarterbacks for fantasy purposes because of those legs. He's also got the closest thing. I still don't think this guy is an alpha, but he's got the closest thing to an alpha with Michael Pittman. And then they actually drafted somebody that I really like, which we'll get to later, at the wide receiver position. And I think he was like my wide receiver six or five, so that's awesome. And they've got Jonathan Taylor, the best running back out of that the three quarterbacks we just talked about have. They have a decent offensive line as well, so offensive lines are kind of on par with each other. I, I would say Carolina probably has the best one right now. And that's what we got for Richardson, and we definitely believe in his coaching staff and the ability to build an offense for the quarterback's abilities because Shane Steichen has been able to do that for multiple guys with similar abilities, um, especially Jalen Hurts recently. Then in the second round, we had Will Levis go to the Titans. This is a tough one for me. I'm not sure how much I like this. Sometimes I'm like, oh, yes, give me that Will Levis at the back of the first round in Superflex. And then other times I'm like, uh, no, nah, I think I'm going to pivot because they still have Malik Willis. And Malik Willis, yeah, he was drafted later than Will Levis was. However, there's not a huge gap between those guys. There's really not. And obviously, Will Levis is going to be. I mean, they're not saying this. They're saying right now, Will Levis is the QB3. Obviously, he's going to be the QB2. They wouldn't have just drafted Le- uh, Willis and then gotten Levis the next year around higher, traded up to get him if they truly believe that he's not better than Malik Willis. Obviously, that's not the case. So Levis is the number two there, despite what they're saying. They're just saying that to motivate him, make him earn it. He also seems a little cocky, so they're probably trying to you know push him a little bit because Malik Willis is the opposite of that in terms of personality. So... With Will Levis, I would say he's probably, you know, the back end of the first, top of the second in Superflex leagues, but we don't know when he's going to start. I'm assuming the Titans are going to move off Tannehill after this year, and hopefully that means they're going to be moving to Levis. I would expect Malik Willis to get moved at some point during the season because somebody's going to get hurt and they're going to want a quarterback or at least a better backup for whoever their backup is right now, and I, I expect Willis to get moved, but Will Levis, man, their their names are kind of similar. Will Levis, Malik Willis, like Willis, Will Levis. That's that's pretty close. But anyways, then we got the third round, Hendon Hooker to the Lions. I don't really understand this one. Hendon Hooker, to me, is like basically a shinier version of a Jared Goff or a Kirk Cousins. So I don't really understand why you're drafting that type of player to back up somebody that is very similar and they're almost the same age there's like a three-year or four-year age difference I feel like maybe five between Jared Goff and Hendon Hooker like Hendon Hooker is going to be by the time he starts in Detroit if they move off of Goff at some point and they actually move to Hendon Hooker by the time he's starting he's gonna be like 27 or 28 like that's that's super obnoxious to me I, I don't understand that draft pick I there were a lot of draft picks I didn't really understand for Detroit but hey they do their own thing Props to him, I guess. But Hendon Hooker, I'm not really interested in at all for fantasy purposes. In the fourth round, Jake Hayner was drafted by the Saints. He's a nice guy to take that dart throw on. We said it here on this podcast before he was drafted, and we're still staying that way, even though he's been drafted behind Derek Carr, because who knows? Derek Carr could get hurt. Maybe they like Jake Hayner a lot. 
he could he could definitely be end up being as good as Derek Carr. Not saying Carr is bad, but Hayner's got some some good Brock Purdy ishness to him. And then Stetson Bennett to the Rams in the fourth round. He's somebody also at the very end of a draft in Superflex. You take him because Stafford's got horrible injury history. The Rams have a good situation in terms of coaching. At least Sean McVay has been pretty good at coaching. Um, an offense and, and creating a good offense. So Stetson Bennett's another good sleeper. Those are the two I like from that fourth round. Didn't really focus on any of the quarterbacks after that just because the draft capital is so low. Then in the running backs, I focus on all of the running backs drafted because running back is the easiest position that somebody you know gets drafted really late and ends up being a starter in the NFL. So I went all the way to round seven for running backs. Bijan to the Falcons, we'll, get, we'll touch on that. Jameer to the Lions in the first round, we'll touch on that. Zach Charbonnet to the Seahawks in the second round. I, I, I'm kind of just going to have to stay with the talent evaluation and the draft capital and, and have to take him a little bit higher than makes me feel comfortable. But he's a very talented player and kind of thinks, kind of makes me think of when Derrick Henry was drafted by the Titans and they already had DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray was good. Now, obviously, it's a different situation because DeMarco Murray was getting close to retirement, whereas Kenneth Walker is anything but that. And I don't know. I don't know exactly how they're gonna. That's gonna be an. That's gonna be a very interesting team. Excuse me for me to project because it's just gonna be tough to project that team. I don't know what carries Charbonnet's gonna get versus what carries Walker's gonna get. Who's gonna get the red zone touches? Who's gonna get the five yard line carries? Who's gonna get the twenty to twenty? Who's gonna get the third down receptions? Like, there's a lot of questions, but. You do have to take him somewhat high still because he's a very talented player who we all believed in. I didn't really ever hear anybody talking poorly about Zach Charbonnet. And he got drafted really high by a team that is known to know how to draft running back. Like, they took Penny way higher than he should have been taken. They took him in the first round, but he was really good. He was much better than anybody expected when he was healthy. So they know how to, they know how to hit on running back. You know, Walker and Penny in recent years as proof of that. Obviously, Marshawn, but I'm pretty sure that was a different GM. But they know what they're doing in the running back room. So I would kind of just go and trust it and still take him decently high. In the third round, my boy, Kendra Miller, the killer, to the New Orleans Saints at the very top of the third round. That's a nice one. I really like that. You'll see where I have him ranked. It's... It's a good spot because Kamara is going to be suspended. And Jamal Williams is an older running back who's not very explosive, not very exciting. You know what you're going to get. So I'm very excited to see what Kendra Miller's going to give us. And I could not be more optimistic about the landing spot, to be honest. Ty J Spears to the Titans. Um, All the medical stuff that's coming out right now about, oh, he doesn't have an ACL. There's pictures like where you can see like a gap taken out of his skin like right next to his knee he's always got his knees taped up he's not an athletic person he's not a very athletic running back in the first place he's not a super big imposing running back either like there's a lot of things that are kind of like uh, I don't know I don't know like I'm, I'm not really feeling Ty J Spears he's kind of a stay away from me Devon AJ to the Dolphins that's a really nice spot they have a super fast offense Devon A. Chain's never going to get like a bunch of carries. That's just how the 49ers type of offenses, which is what they employ in Miami for the running back position, that those kind of offenses with those committees, nobody's going to get a lot of touches, but A. Chain will be explosive. He'll be probably a pretty good DFS player when you think, you know, hey, 
He's a, he's a cheaper running back. I'm going to put him in. He can break a long one, maybe break two long ones in this offense that knows how to run the ball very well. But he's never going to be somebody that's consistent and reliable. So for me, he's good for fantasy. He's a good guy to take a shot on. However, I'm not going to get all the way like on one side of the pendulum, which I'm already starting to see people saying, oh my gosh, A-Chain could have not gone somewhere better, which is probably true. But it's true in terms of scheme fit, maybe, or something along those lines. It's not going to be true in terms of his potential to get touches because he's not going to get a lot of touches in Miami. Tanks Bigsby, Tank Bigsby to the Jaguars. He's kind of just, to me, I'm seeing him as they wanted a better backup behind Travis Etienne. They've got a lot of playmakers. They're probably going to be looking to give more and put more on Trevor Lawrence's plate. They're not going to be running the ball a lot at least not enough to make a second running back viable. So I'm not really looking too much at Tank's big, Tank Bigsby either. In the fourth round, my guy Roshan Johnson, you know Kendra and Roshan were my four and five in rankings. Roshan went to the Bears. That's another really good situation. He's got a higher draft capital investment, I believe, or the same than Herbert. I think Herbert was also a fourth round pick. So they're both fourth round picks. Obviously, Roshan is the newer one. I think Roshan is better. I had a higher grade on him. And I actually had a good grade on Khalil Herbert when he was coming out too. I actually pegged him as a sleeper in his running back class, which ended up working out. Well, I did the same thing for Roshan in this one, and he got drafted by the same team. So it looks like me and the Bears kind of see running backs a little bit similar lately. However, I will say that Deonta Foreman there right now does put a little bit of a wet blanket on the Roshan, like the hype that I want to give him. So we might have to settle down, be a little bit patient with Roshan, but we were patient with Khalil Herbert and it, you know, his value spiked, spiked. It's going to go down a little bit now, but it was super high not too long ago. And he's been really good when he's played. So I, I expect similar things from Roshan. Then Israel Abaniconda to the Jets. That's a nice spot too. They're also employing more than one running back. They've got Brees Hall, who already got hurt. They already saw the devastation that that injury does uh, to their offense. They don't want to put too much on Brees Hall's plate, in my opinion. Israel Bonikanda is a fast guy. He's a big, strong guy. Is a good complement to Brees Hall. So I think he's going to take a good amount of carries off of Brees Hall's plate to keep Brees Hall healthy. Brees Hall is still going to be a very, very good running back. Probably top 10 running back for fantasy or top 12. But Abani Kanda is somebody that is that type of handcuff that you want because he's the handcuff that you can play in your flex in an emergency because of that offense that they run. But also, if the person in front of him gets hurt, he is going to be super good. So I really like that spot for Abani Kanda. Then Chase Brown, I also like this spot a lot to the Bengals. It was three running backs that went off the board in a row between Roshan, Abani Kanda, and then Chase Brown to the Bengals in the draft in the fourth and fifth rounds that I was like, dude, these are my sleepers. I already know these are my guys that I'm taking. Like I'm taking these guys in, in the back end of the drafts, like the second and third round turn. I'm taking these, these running backs because... The Bengals, we've always been hearing is, oh, they want to move off Joe Mixon. They want to move off Joe Mixon. And they had so many opportunities to draft running backs earlier. They passed up on them. They probably would have taken Gibbs if he was there in their first round, but he wasn't. So hashtag thank you, Detroit. Um, that's sarcasm, but Chase Brown to the Bengals. I like it. I He was another guy that I was a lot higher on than most. I think he's a little bit more athletic than people give him credit for. I think he's a little better in general than people give him credit for. And I'm very interested to see what happens with him because the Bengals are able to give Samaje Ryan a lot of run. And I wouldn't be surprised if they gave Brown the same opportunities. 
see what he has, see what they want to do in their running back room next year after they move off Mixon. So I'm all over Chase Brown late. Then in the sixth round, we've got Chris Rodriguez to the Commanders. Not really interested to, like, I'm just going to keep it at that. Deuce Vaughn to the Cowboys. Not too interested. If it was a different type of running back, I would have been more interested. But I think this is a really good thing for Tony Pollard. Zach Evans to the Rams. That's a good one, too. I, I would like to keep my eye out on that. Cam Akers gets hurt all the time. Zach Evans is probably the RB2 in that room. And Zach Evans, by uh, the guy that I, I hold his opinion very highly, and that is Matt Waldman. He loves Zach Evans. He absolutely adores Zach Evans. He said he thinks Zach Evans could end up being the best running back in this class. This is before the draft. Um, obviously, you know, draft capital does play a big factor. And landing spot also matters a bit. But when I have somebody like that that I, I, I really hold their opinion highly, I'm going to always remember that and keep my eye on Zach Evans because it's a good situation for him to land in. It's a good room. And Cam Akers is injury prone and getting older. Not that he's old, but he's just getting older. Are they going to resign him to a new contract? Probably not. Um, and yeah, so Zach Evans, keep your eye out on him. And then seventh round, we had Dwayne McBride go to the Vikings. I liked McBride. Uh, he was somebody in my top 10. We've heard a lot of things about, hey, they want to move Dalvin Cook. It's very possible that they do move Dalvin Cook. And then Alexander Madison and Dwayne McBride are their one and two in that room. So he's another guy. Hey, if he doesn't get drafted or if you're in the fourth round looking for a dart throw, Zach Evans, Dwayne McBride, those are good ones. So my five kind of like sleepers, guys that I, I'm really paying attention to are at the running back position are Roshan, Israel Abaniconda, Chase Brown, Zach Evans, and Dwayne McBride. Now at the wide receiver position, I didn't go all the way to the seventh round in the NFL draft because it's a lot harder for a wide receiver drafted after about round three or four to make a big impact. Now, obviously, there are those at every position but it's just not super likely. And I didn't see any wide receivers really taken super late that I cared for enough to harp on them and talk about them a lot. So I kind of just went to round four. In the first round, we had JSN to the Seahawks. You're going to have to be patient, but he's the best wide receiver in this class. I would still take him first in the Dynasty League. Quentin Johnson to the Chargers. Zay Flowers to the Ravens. Jordan Addison to the Vikings. Out of the four first-round wide receivers, Quentin Johnson is number four for me. Uh, he was my foreign rankings. He's my foreign rankings after landing spot. He's just, he's not, a lot of people think he's going to be the next Mike Williams. First off, if he was the next Mike Williams, was Mike Williams ever really consistent and reliable enough for him to be a top six or a top seven round pick in a super flex or in a, a regular non-super flex rookie draft for dynasty? Probably not. I don't think if you redrafted that, you would have taken Mike Williams that high in his draft. I'm not going to do that with Quentin Johnson either. Quentin Johnson is the back of the first round guy for me. I have Zay Flowers above him. I have Jordan Addison above him. They're better wide receivers. They have, they're have they a lot more consistent. They're a lot more reliable. Yes, Quentin Johnson has the physical freak factor. However, he's got a lot that he's got to work on. And right now, he's in a crowded room anyways. So yeah, if somebody gets hurt, which is probably going to happen, between Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, then he's going to get vaulted into opportunity. But Quentin Johnson, to me, is kind of kind of a Chase Claypool vibe. And people were all over Chase Claypool. He tested really well. All of a sudden, everyone's like, oh my gosh, Chase Claypool, Mapletron, Mapletron. That dude doesn't know how to catch. He doesn't know how to bring the ball in. He, he doesn't know how to catch the ball. Quentin Johnson is pretty similar in that, in that light. So I'm kind of just putting a wet towel on this hype train for Quentin Johnson. 
Zay Flowers, I like Jordan Addison, I like, but for redraft purposes, Jordan Addison is going to be the wide receiver I take above everybody else, even JSN. For Dynasty, I would still take JSN first, then Jordan Addison, then Zay Flowers, then Quentin Johnson. In the second round, going super high, Jonathan Mingo to the Panthers. That's an interesting one. He could end up taking over being a... I mean, this is a very long shot. I'm not saying I think it's going to happen, but he could be an alpha wide receiver for the Panthers. Probably not, but he does have some of the best traits that profile as an alpha wide receiver in this draft class of rookies. And because he was taken so high in the second round, which nobody was expecting, to Carolina, and he's probably going to be the number three, I would say, probably the number three. I'm working on my Carolina projections right now, actually. I finished... Bryce Young's because you always got to do the quarterback first but I'm still working on the wide receivers and splitting up the shares between the wide receivers and Carolina but for me I think Mingo's probably going to be their number three this year and maybe their number two next year it depends on what happens with Thielen so he's interesting I'm keeping my eye I just hope he doesn't go too high if he goes like at the top of the or at the back of the first round which is actually similar to where I have him it's going to be hard for me to take him there because I feel like there's no value. And then Jaden Reed, super high to to the Packers in the second round. I didn't really understand this one. There were so many good wide receivers on the board, so much better than Jaden Reed. I don't know why they took Jaden Reed. So for this for this one, I'm kind of just staying away. Rasheed Rice to the Chiefs. It's an interesting one. Don't get too caught up in the Patrick Mahomes said, hey, go get that guy. I threw the ball to him. Yeah, you threw the ball to him and you played catch with this wide receiver, but it's not an NFL game there's nobody guarding him you're not seeing his lack of separation in this you're just seeing his hands and his ability to contort his body which is really good but that's not the concerns for Rice we already knew he's good at that the concerns for Rice are separation quickness suddenness all of that stuff so we'll see we'll see what happens with that but I'm not gonna just get super excited just because Mahomes said he likes Rishi Rice a lot so don't fall into that trap he also said the same thing about Clyde Marvin Mims to the Broncos that's a nice that's a nice one someone you're gonna have to be be patient with very similar to JSN you've got DK and Lockett in his room in Marvin Mims room you've got Judy and Cortland Sutton so you got to be patient but that's somebody that I definitely do like in the third round we had Tank Dell to the Texans eh not too excited about it Jalen Hyatt to the Giants he's gonna be better for the Giants than he is for fantasy Cedric Tillman to the Browns I like Cedric Tillman, but I don't think he's he's better than Donovan Peoples-Jones, and I don't think he's better than Amari Cooper, and he's not better than Elijah Moore. So he's kind of probably their fourth guy who's ready to take over as the third whenever they lose one of these other wide receivers. Maybe they won't sign DPJ, or maybe they're just going to be done with Cooper once his contract's over. We'll see. Josh Downs to the Colts. This is the best wide receiver in the third round, in my opinion. It's, he's the best wide receiver, and he's also got the best landing spot to the Colts. He's got Anthony Richardson, who can air it downfield to him. They might want to try some screen stuff with Downs. Downs is a very quick, shifty, bendy player, and I like him a lot. It's a really good landing spot. He's definitely going to be my highest-ranked wide receiver out of all of these so far. Michael Wilson to the Cardinals in the third round, also another one that I like a lot. It's a very good situation. There's still all this, this smoke behind DeAndre Hopkins is going to be traded, and Michael Wilson is somebody that if 
if you could just project full health for, if you could just assume he was going to be healthy or know he was going to be healthy, he would have gone even higher than the third round. He probably would have been a second round wide receiver, which is that that sweet spot that we love nowadays for wide receivers is that second round. So Michael Wilson, for me, somebody I am also holding highly. Him and Josh Downs are the third round wide receivers that I'm all over. Trey Tucker to the Raiders, the other third round receiver, not too excited about him. Didn't really see much to be... Uh, to be confident in as him transitioning to the NFL. In the fourth round, Darius Davis went to the Chargers, and Charlie Jones went to the Bengals. Not really looking at those guys either. So for wide receiver, I'm keeping it short and sweet for the most part, and you'll see that when we get to the rankings. The tight ends, Dalton Kincaid went in the first round to the Bills. He's going to be my number one. Sam Laporta was the second one off the board to the Lions above Michael Mayer in the second round. He's actually going to be my second tight end for fantasy because he's a better receiver than Michael Mayer. Then Michael Mayer went to the Raiders. Luke Musgrave went to the Packers. Luke Schoonmaker went to the Cowboys. This is all in the second round. Wait, I don't know if Schoonmaker's in the second round. I think I forgot to split it. Brenton Strange went to the Jaguars. Tucker Craft went to the Packers. I'll take Tucker Craft over Luke Musgrave for fantasy purposes in the Packers tight end room, even though they took him after. Darnell Washington went to the Steelers. He slipped for medical reasons. And Cameron Latou went to the 49ers. Not really too interested in that one. So my guys for the tight end are, are really just the guys at the top. Kincaid, Laporta, Mayer, and then a little bit farther down, Tucker Craft. Darnell Washington, if he went somewhere else, I would have been all over it, but he's not going to surpass. Um, I cannot think of his name right now. The, the guy that just got drafted like last year or two years ago to the uh, Steelers, who's been really good. I don't know why I'm blanking, but he's not he's not going to give up his his number one tight end spot to Darnell Washington. Washington's going to help their offensive line a lot with blocking. That's probably why they took him. So now we can get into the tiers. This is exactly how I have my board ranked right now. Not playing any games. It's exactly how it is. This is the exact order I would take these guys. At number one, in a super flex rookie draft, I'm taking Bryce Young. At number two, I'm taking Anthony Richardson. Quarterback is just more important than running back. At three, I'm taking Bijan. At four, I'm taking Stroud. I'm taking Bijan over Stroud because I know Bijan is a hit. I don't know if Stroud, with the not great offensive situation he's in right now, is going to be a hit. And I don't know what's going to happen if he's if they're going to move off of them. Well, they actually can't now because they traded away their first round pick next year which is probably going to be pretty high. That was a great trade for the Cardinals, by the way, but or trade back for the Cardinals. CJ Stroud, I'm just not as confident in. Anthony Richardson, I'm confident in for fantasy because of his legs. Bryce Young, as a prospect, I'm super confident in. So different confidence levels for different reasons in the two quarterbacks that I have above Bijan. Then I've got Bijan, then I've got Stroud. That's the first tier. So a top four pick, they're all pretty close, in my opinion, those top four picks. Then... And if you want to interchange any of those guys with each other, I'm not going to argue because they're in the same tier for me. Then tier two is really small. It's Jackson Smith and Jigba, and it's Jameer Gibbs. Jackson Smith and Jigba is the best wide receiver in this class. By far, yes, we were going to have to wait for him. Yes, he didn't land in as quick of an opportunity, opportune, yeah, opportune situation. I know I'm, I'm all over the place, guys. It's super late for me. I've been awake for a very long time. I've also recorded multiple podcasts today. One of them got messed up and I had to re-record it. It was just, it's been a nightmare in terms of recording. So my voice is a little bit gone too, if you're wondering why. Um, but with that said, Jackson Smith and Jigba, he's, you just got to be patient with him. By, by far the best wide receiver in this class. And Jameer Gibbs, 
is went really high. DeAndre Swift is gone. They are going to run the ball a lot in Detroit. That's actually a really nice spot for Jameer Gibbs. I would push back against the decision to take him where they took him. Same thing with Bijan, actually. However, for fantasy purposes, we don't care about that. We actually love that they got taken high. So Jameer Gibbs, I'm all over. Then we've got our third tier. So our second tier is picks five and six, JSN and Jameer Gibbs. Then tier three is going to be your other three wide receivers. It's Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, Quentin Johnson. In that order, I'm taking Addison first. He's got the best opportunity right away. Zay Flowers also has a very good opportunity right away, especially if Odell ends up not being Odell of old and he's hurt and stuff like that. Zay Flowers could be the number one. Right now, they've got Odell. They've got Bateman. They've got Flowers. They've got Andrews. There's a lot of names in there. But Zay Flowers could rise above. So, and and I he would be my highest ranked. Him and Bateman coming out of college were probably like neck and neck for me in terms of like wide receiver grade. So I wouldn't be surprised if they like Zay Flowers more, like his skill set more, especially because Bateman's been kind of whining on Twitter and whining and crying about, you know, oh, you guys don't do what you need to do for the wide receivers. You don't give us the support we need, blah, blah, blah. So I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm just saying... If he's if he's making a fuss, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually gets moved. If I was like Arizona or just any of the teams that could just take a shot and have a lot of draft capital, I would be trading for Rashad Bateman right now or trying to trade for Rashad Bateman. But tier three is the three wide receivers, and that's pick seven to nine. Then now is when we start to get a little bit dicey. This is the part of the draft, pick 10. And on where you're like, uh, I don't know. I don't know how confident I am in these guys. It starts with Zach Charbonnet. You're taking him because of his talent and because of his draft capital. And you're just hoping that it works out. That's Zach Charbonnet at 10. At 11, Will Levis. At 12, Kendra Miller. Now, you can order these guys any way you want. If you want to take Kendra Miller over Zach Charbonnet, I would highly advise against it. I almost split them in different tiers. I almost put Zach Charbonnet in the tier with wide receivers, but I could not see the argument for taking him above those wide receivers. So that's why I put him in this tier. If you want to take Kendra Miller above, I mean, I would advise against it, but they are technically in the same tier for me, so I wouldn't give you too hard of a time. Will Levis, if you want to take him, because quarterback position, that's fine. But this is the back end of the first round to me. It's Zach Charbonnet, Will Levis, and Kendra Miller. The top of the second round is the next tier. It is a very large tier. Very large tier. And these are the the guys for me in order. Jonathan Mingo, because of his draft, draft capital and landing spot. And he's got Bryce Young, so that's nice. He was the only wide receiver. Actually, Josh Downs later, too, so... I'm not gonna, yeah, Josh Downs is my number 14. So at the top of the second round, I have Jonathan Mingo, Josh Downs. They are the only wide receivers that got paired with young, good quarterbacks in good situations where they could be the number two. Mingo, I think, is going to be the three this year, but he could be the two. And then Josh Downs, same thing. So those are the top of the second round guys for me. Then Michael Wilson at 15. Then Rasheed Rice at 16. So all wide receivers right here, the wide receivers that I actually liked. Dalton Kincaid at 17, Devon A-Chain at 18, and Roshan Johnson at 19. So those are the pretty much entire top half of the second round, a little bit deeper than that. So we've got picks 13 to 19. It's pretty much those wide receivers that I liked, Mingo, Downs, Wilson, Rice. Then we've got Dalton Kincaid in there, first round receiving tight end drafted by the Bills. And then Devon A-Chain and Roshan Johnson are the running backs that make it through. 
if you wanted, because these guys are all in the same tier, if you wanted to take Roshan Johnson as the first pick in the second round, I'm not going to argue with it. If you wanted to take Devon Achain as the first pick in the second round, I'm not going to argue with it. If you wanted to take Don Kincaid, because you really need a tight end, and maybe some type of tight end premium or something at the top of the second round, I'm not going to argue. These are all guys that I like. You can move them, shuffle them around. Then the next tier starts at pick 20. So that would be the 208. And it's Marvin Mims. Then Chase Brown and Israel Bonikanda, the two other running backs that I like that were taken later than Roshan Johnson. Chase Brown and Israel Bonikanda. And then Jaden Reed, which uh, I don't know how I feel about that one. I literally, the only reason I have Jaden Reed there is because he was taken in the second round. If I was just going based off of like talent evaluation, he would be way after this. But just because of his draft capital, I put him up here. Then Sam Laporta, another decent receiving tight end, right in front of Michael Mayer because Laporta, for fantasy purposes, is probably going to be better. Then Jalen Hyatt, Cedric Tillman, and Ty J. Spears. That is this next tier. So if you wanted to move those guys around, I'm cool with it. That's going to take you all the way out of the second round, and it's going to take you into the beginning of the third. So my favorite pick in this tier, or my favorite picks in this tier, are going to be the first three. Obviously, I have it ordered the way I like it. So Marvin Mims, Chase Brown, and Israel Bonikanda. If you can get them at the back of the second round, I'd be all over that. Then in the third round, the last tier that I have is Luke Musgrave. Or I'm sorry, not Luke Musgrave. Um... Tucker Craft, and then Tank's big, Tank Bigby, Tank Dell, and Trey Tucker. And also, Trey Tucker's only up there because of his draft capital. Same thing with Tank Bigsby. So really, the only person I care for at all are Tucker Craft in this, this tier. If you want to take a dart throw at Tank Dell, I get it, but I'm not a huge Tank Dell guy. So those are, the, uh, those are my guys, the guys that I like, and the best values, in my opinion, in the draft, the best values are going to be Roshan Johnson, Josh Downs, Michael Wilson, Chase Brown, Israel Bonikanda. Those are probably going to be your best values because I know Marvin Mims is going to have a lot of hype. I know Rasheed Rice is going to have a lot of hype. Jonathan Mingo, because of where he was taken, is going to have a lot of hype. Kendra Miller is going to have a lot of hype. So those are probably your best values. And Charbonnet might end up being a really good value too. If he's in the second round, just take him. Don't think about it. Just take him. Don't overthink it. Really good player. Drafted really high. Take him. With that said, thank you guys for tuning in. Drop a rating, drop a review. Uh, Expect the Atlanta Falcons projections podcast to come out soon. I actually recorded that before this one. That's the one I was telling you about. That has my voice all dry and raspy. But expect that podcast to come out. We're finally getting back into it. Super excited about it. Once again, share with a friend. Drop a rating, drop a review. Thank you. And until next time, peace.